Yeah, I realized how fleeting youth was when um, I, you know, first heard like the word doggo the and puppers and all that. And I'm like, oh, this is uh, the youth slang for dogs and all that. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then like a few years later, people are like, man, but boomers are so weird. They say words like doggo and puppers. It's like, ah, oh, so cringe. And I was like, ah. Oh, no, I love oh. it. There was a there was a mashup of the um, the reality show lady yelling at the cat. Uh-huh. And it was the uh, mashed up with uh, the two uh, motorcycle, like the father and the son motorcycle guys yelling at each other. And one throws a chair. And it yeah. was like uh, it was like Gen Z was the young was was the biker son. And he was yelling at the pointing lady. And it was like Gen Z pointing at mm-hmm. pointing at the yelling lady and said, fuck off, boomer. And then mm-hmm. the yelling lady who was. Gen, who was Gen X yelling at the Gen Z or going fucking millennial. And then the actual boomer was the cat just going like that. And then the millennial gets hit by a chair. Yeah. I, I love it when like culture just all collapses in on itself. Like, I feel like that's, that's what I love about like meme culture and stuff. It's like a house of cards. It builds up and builds up. And then eventually like one year, all the it memes all. come together, crash, and then nobody refers to them anymore. Yeah. They're yeah. all old now. It's all boomer well, it's material. Actually, um, Boomer humor subject wildest backdrop is is mm-hmm. actually very appropriate because the cycle yeah. of uh, meme hood ends at local news when the local uh, news yeah 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 that's true local over. it's yeah. just like when um parents start getting into something that's when the uh the fad dies when and when their exactly. puff when their puff piece is like tonight are your kids on fleek you're like oh and it's dead oh wow fleek died yeah. quick <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. they got it they found it there's also another term they say uh, uh basically whenever white people get a hold of popular slang it's done like yeah. it's dead uh all right so while do you want to introduce us yep hello ladies and gentlemen out there in radio land this is those muckrakers coming to you live once again through the power of the internet i'm pat i'm pete I'm Bobby, and we're not live. <laughs> and we're not live. I was going to say, like, episode 119. I meant to say, like, <laughs> speaking of uh, white people getting a hold of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> we have gotten a hold of the concept of podcasting. It is dead now. Um, I feel like, I don't know, man. Uh, it feels like everyone has a podcast, or at least had. I, I don't know so, how long everyone will have a podcast. So that was like whenever before I started doing this one, I had a friend who actually came to me is is a very good friend of mine. And he's just like, man, I really wish you'd start a podcast. And I was like, I I really think the market for white guy gives his opinion on the Internet is fairly oversaturated. I think I'm going to sit this one out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite things that I heard one time was, you know, how you have like a murder of crows, uh, a conspiracy of ravens or whatever. Um, What it's called when a bunch of white people get together is a podcast of white guys. (laughs) The (laughs) only way we could be more just on point is if we were like tonight in true crime. Yeah. 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 And um, maybe you can help solve a mystery. No. The, Number the, eight will amaze you. The true crime, <laughs> the true crime market has gotten so bad. Um, I listened to one uh, like a like a year ago. I listened to it off and on. I got sick of it. Um, so now they're getting into the point where like they don't even solve the crimes. Um, there was this one called Appalachia Unsolved, and I was like, oh, these are going to be like you know like mysterious, just like and the outhouse was locked from the inside kind of thing, right? <laughs> no, it was just like run of the mill crimes, like somebody shot a zoology professor at UGA uh-huh. in the back. And they were like, we sure that's just to, sad. Yeah, we're like, well, they like, we sure like to figure out who did it. Appalachia unsolved. And I'm like, that's it. That's the fucking episode. Like, 
It's not even like something out on the Appalachian Trail, which is what I was hoping. Not just even like some weird, crazy stuff out in the woods. But well, no, this even, is yeah. just like this school is kind of close to the mountains. Had a professor shot one time. We'd sure like to know who got him. Because because at least, you know, like with Unsolved Mysteries, when they would do kind of what I would call like an average crime, like, yeah. oh, this guy went missing. But then they'd be like, somebody in Minnesota claimed to have seen him at the red and white supermarket. So at least there was like a little bit of a like, mystery. Oh, yeah. No, this one was just straight up like. Um, so, uh, way back in 2006, uh, somebody was, uh, stealing cars. <laughs> sure would like to find them. There's one YouTuber, uh, murder mystery guy that I follow called, um, that chapter. Oh, and yeah. it is pretty good. He's pretty good at like finding little obscure, but interesting murder stories. But, um, you know, just recently, like I, I was, I was sitting there and like everybody in the comment section, cause I was coming to the video a day late. And I was reading through some of the comments while he was doing his intro and they were like, wow, you're scraping the barrel at this point. And it's like by the end of the thing, he's like, so this case is still ongoing. They haven't caught the killer. And I'm sitting there going, why are you doing a video on it? Like you yeah. just sat here and described to us everything that the that, that the prosecution has brought or that rather that the, 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 the police have brought. They haven't even found the person that did it. And I was like, you know, scraping the barrel a little bit. Yeah, no, they're yeah. really scraping the barrel. Yeah. When they go and do the Jack the Ripper murders, that's how you know they reach <laughs> the end of murder. Is yeah. they have to do, but every every true crime podcast, it is a requirement. They are legally obligated. You have to do Jack the Ripper at some point, and then that guy, <clears throat> what is it? H. H. Holmes, yeah, the mm-hmm. Chicago's Jack the Ripper, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who had I, the crazy murder, had a really house, cool house, yeah, yeah. At least he was... didn't. That was all just sensationalized yellow journalism. Oh really? Oh, that's so terrible. I I love the the murder house and like the I mean, hallways that didn't go like anywhere and the kidnap, doors that. Yeah, he did like kidnap people and and keep them in the house, but like the whole like it's a second Winchester house type thing. No, that never happened. <laughs> that, oh, that I never will happened. say, the, or at least we have no actual evidence that it did. The, I always picture like a real life jigsaw mansion somewhere out there in the yeah, world, and people are yeah. like trapped and like trying to find their way through. It's like, oh, well, which way? Open this door, and it just leads to more ladders and stairs and shoots. <laughs> I will say and the last podcast guys did did a really good episode because they really like laid out the background of like the the era he lived in. Yeah. And it was really interesting because fucking mm-hmm. people would just vanish and like just nobody's looking for them because it's the fucking 1800s. And if you vanish, yeah. fuck you, pal. Like there's no there's yeah. no cops trying to solve crimes. Yeah. Um, no. And there was a one lady who like I think she. I think this was like while the West was being settled, like it might be just after the Civil War, but it was like uh she was living in Ohio and all of a sudden her house burned down and her husband died in the fire. Oh no. So she took the money and she moved to like Illinois. And then five years later, Oh no, her house burned down and her husband was in there and died. Oh no. And then she moves a little further West and that happens again. And everyone's like, well, how does this is a poor lady? How does this keep happening to her? Yeah. And finally, She's uh, the Carol Baskin of fires walked up and went, excuse me, ma'am, but I believe you have committed a textbook case of insurance proud and uh, <laughs> uh, you know it's a I, new I, thing that's just been invented and we're trying to crack down on it like <laughs> i you know i gotta say like you know people always talk about like time travel but time travel would be amazing for fucking criminals um can you you imagine if you were like a, you're a criminal in like 2021 and you were able to go back literally anywhere especially when dna was new and people didn't believe in it before csi was a show like uh, yeah. you just there were just yeah. so many crimes that were so much easier to do just, well, that's one of the uh, theories behind the Jack the Ripper murders is that it, it was a time traveler or an alien for some reason that just wanted to off 
hookers or no, sex it, workers no, in, uh, it, in in Victorian England. It was so easy to just murder somebody back then. You could just stab someone uh, in the face and walk over a block. Jack, and they'd... Jack the Ripper like... was actually a series of billionaires from the 2040s who time traveled just to commit murder. Yeah, just for <laughs> just for the fun of it. Like, what was yeah. that case where the the two white people like murdered a Japanese man and the judge let them go because they're not the type of people that go to prison and they're not going to do it again. They're not causing harm to no one. That you, so yeah. many cases, I'm assuming, yeah, happened where like, like that. Like a white like, all you have just, to do is just be white and you can get away with it or whatever. Well, especially back then, you could be like, yeah. I saw some, um, I saw some, some ethnics some, nearby, and then yeah, yeah, some, some black people. Yeah, I got to go down to the the Negro bar and see what they're doing, and then yeah, like every one of them would the be arrested. Side of town, yeah, the cops. How are things well, on the white side of town? Perfect. Very, okay. <laughs> super interestingly yeah. enough, I was watching a, um, a whole. Uh, there's I got to finish. It's called Trial Four about this guy that was basically railroaded by the Boston PD in the 80s. But to yeah. highlight his case, they follow another case where a guy and his pregnant wife got out of a Pilates or a, a, um, a um, I don't know, uh, a Lamaze class or something. And they get in their car and somebody just came and shot, shot them up. She died. He didn't. And the cops were like, who could have done this? And he just goes, it was a black man with a raspy voice. So the Boston PD um, went to the black hey, side of town. Porter, you can die. They went to the black side of town and they kicked in every fucking door being like, is there a black guy in here with a raspy voice? Turns out the guy shot himself and his own wife in an insurance scam. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, all right. So speaking, <sighs> of, speaking of scams, uh, let's everything get, in the past is awful. Let's get into some of the news here. I wanted to ask you guys a question. So right now Shoot. they're talking about um, we might have like a weird kind of two Americas thing. This is in the Guardian um, as like a coronavirus variant is spreading um, and like vaccination rates uh, are going down. So we're not we're not going to hit that 70 percent. Um, so states guess, have like two. Yeah. But, so, know, the, the, so the question the is, if, country. if people aren't getting vaccinated um, and a new variant is spreading and at least those of us who are vaccinated are protected from the variant, what is society going to look like? Do you think I that feel like, like if the uh, the variant is um, aggressive enough and deadly enough, what we're going to see is uh, we'll eventually hit that 70 percent uh, vaccination rate just through sheer Darwinism. Do you think that like these people, though, that like uh, businesses will actually begin like a banning unvaccinated people? Like I know cruise ships are going to be the first place uh, where they've already oh, they're kind of doing. Uh, so Royal Caribbean, right. Carnival, in, and I think Disney's getting in on it too. They're suing Florida yeah. for their mandatory, you can't do a vaccine passport. That's uh, good. That's a follow-up to that that I had not heard about. I knew that yeah. Florida said that uh, cruises have to accept unvaccinated people. You can't require them to be vaccinated to come on this cruise. Why I didn't not? realize that they then said, fuck oh, you, because, you do because have to. Florida, Florida, uh, Florida's uh, GOP has decided that vaccines are the devil. Right. And that uh, no one should be uh, no one should be forced to get them to do anything, even privileges like going on a cruise. But I thought everybody was all like laissez faire capitalism, y'all. Yeah. You know, they believe in that until it uh, helps humans. As soon as um, people are safer, then they're like, no, we got to shut that down. People have to die or it's not laissez faire. My my problem is that like um, vaccination, the government has to actively help kill people like it has to be. It can't just be a passive, let them die. It has right. to be an active, you will die. Like, exactly, exactly. It's not let them so, eat cake, it's forced to them me, to eat knives. To me, to, to me, to me the, the issue was already <laughs> settled because you're already required in a lot of places if you want to participate to have vaccination <laughs> records. You can't go to college, yeah, uh, you can't go to public yeah. school. 
Um, I couldn't work uh, in the fire department. Legal, you're talking about legal precedent. Arrangement. Yeah. So my point is there's already legal precedent for them to ask you or at least have proof of vaccination records. I don't know why this is any different. You know because, what I mean? Because it's been politicized. So they have to uh, do yeah. stuff to, to fire up the base and to make sure that they don't lose votes from people that are all like, vaccines, hell no. Bill Gates ain't put no chip in me. Yeah, is it just is it just the idiot ball? Do you think eventually well, it's, people? It's right now, right it's now. Idiot ball is getting more people Obama killed. Obama is sending wave after wave after wave of immigrants into this country <laughs> in order to vaccinate your children. That's <laughs> there'll be abortion stands on every corner. It's just Biden is of the yeah. devil, real so socialism. Hold the fuck out. Somebody tweeted at uh, 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 a communist Star Trekker um, and they they tweeted that you're giving socialism a bad name and then put up a photo of God, we love her, Stacey Abrams, as shaking hands with Joe Biden. And this person legitimately, unironically said, these are the real socialists, the ones that are helping us. And I was like, oh, oh, my God, I love Stacey Abrams, but she's not a socialist. Oh, my God. Like, holy fucking shit. People do not know what that word means. Even like, and liberals are the worst yeah. with it. They have no fucking clue what the hell uh, uh, socialist means. Like mm-hmm. Joe Biden. Joe Biden was the real socialist the whole time. Correct. You guys. Joe Correct. Biden's basically a, a Ronald Reagan Republican. Like, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is it socialism just basically the stuff that we all pay into? Like fire department, well, police. Socialism at its most basic explanation is. The workers own the means of production. Now you get into communism and it's basically you're going for the utopian, which is no one owns anything. But communism, especially as the in the Soviet and the Maoist model is um, what could be termed authoritarian communism. And uh, the successors to Mao also kind of got away from that. But that was that was because Mao's cultural revolution was so actually did what it was supposed to do, which was basically tamp down because Mao actually allowed there were capitalists who backed Mao because they saw that the nationalists, they were fighting each other after World War Two. They actually saw that the nationalists were just going to do some Nazi shit when they came to power. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, Mao killed. Let me Mao killed trillions of people. Um, yeah, the nationalist also killed millions of people. Yeah. Like there was one instance where in order to defeat the communists in like this valley, they decided to blow up a dam and it flooded something like 5 million people. Uh, supposedly yeah. hundreds of thousands of people died just to root out the communists. The communists were not even in that valley. That's So that's like, a crazy thing about like the, the Chinese civil war is yeah. um, they paused and they I, took a pause to try and defeat japan i don't i I don't know if i don't know if it's if it's like racism if it's because like during world war ii like oh these are western europeans being rounded up and murdered and in like china it was just chinese people being killed by the scores but like no one really oh oh, yeah japan japan committed japan committed so many fucking atrocities yeah there doesn't the rape of nanking yeah is not a is not an overblown statement it was a rape 
the rainbow like, the rape of nanking is actually the first book that i wasn't allowed to read so I can just give you a quick backstory uh, my grandfather had like basically a whole room in his house that was a library he was like a scholar um and so he had just bought this time life comprehensive guide like about oh, the rape yeah, of yeah, nanking yeah. Yeah. um and i was like i must have been like nine or ten and i was always over in his library like reading books and so i happened to see this new bone named the rape of nanking what is this so like i took it <laughs> home uh and like we lived like not too far you could walk over to our house um and i, I took it home but something happened i didn't read it it was sitting just on the dinner table and he comes home and he sees the empty space in oh, his bookshelf no. where the rape of nanking is missing and like he like calls my mom and he's like sandra where is the boy he's got a book he shouldn't read and like my old ass stroke ridden grandpa like ran <laughs> over to our house like threw open the door and was like where's the boy where's the book <laughs> because he didn't want my psyche to be fucking yeah. ruined by the horrific images from uh the japanese atrocities and like well, so that's why does the japanese government who still yeah. refuses to acknowledge that anything untoward occurred yeah, like yeah, yeah. the whole thing with especially for uh especially in korea both Ooh, north and south yeah. korea have a bone to pick with the with the current government of japan over so-called comfort women or yeah. sex mm -hmm. slaves basically yeah, yeah. Right. and it's um the whole history of japan and korea is just uh, japan korea Not and great. northern china is just absolutely uh incredible like some people actually to this day make the claim that uh manchuko is korean soil yeah. like the the that like you know through and a lot of people believe that um japan should not have been stripped of korea at the end of world war ii because they had held that land for so much longer like they had gotten that in like i want to say the 1890s so you know it was well before the whole rise of totalitarianism and all that stuff so i don't yeah. I, I i know where i stand on that and where i stand on that is that fuck countries we shouldn't have them they were yeah. a bad idea i'm i'm a, uh, I'm a but, big fan of like uh can control your own destiny decolonize like everyone yeah. Should, yeah, you know what i mean like fucking well, it, that was basically what japan was doing uh that that sparked yeah. off the the eastern theater of world war ii they were doing a colonialism they yeah, were like yeah, exactly. and they were yeah. literally they were literally coming into some places as liberators, though, mm -hmm. especially in the Dutch East Indies. Like, well, the problem, the, the, there's the, a, the, the problem the, with it the was, was, were like, oh, you're kicking the Dutch out? That's fucking wonderful. They, Thank they, you. they like, came in as liberals and everybody was like, oh, this is great because they had this whole slogan called Asian for the Asiatics and all this stuff. And everyone's like, that's awesome. Yeah. You kicked out our colonial impressors. Yeah. And then they actually like, wanted to call. So like their version of so like the Soviet Union wasn't was 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 like one country with a few satellites right and it was like yeah. a collection of countries sort of like how the european union is a collection mm -hmm. of countries and um what they wanted to what they wanted to create was basically a shit ton of puppet states all around them that were right. ethnically divided but dominated by japanese culture and what they wanted to call it it's the most absolute most japanese name for a collection of countries you will ever hear it was supposed to be called the greater east asia co-prosperity sphere that sounds like a restaurant Sorry. I had Japanese food it, at the other day. It sounds like if, if they took all that and just like crammed it together into one word, and then it would yeah, sound even I have more Japanese. No idea what it would have been like, what the acronym would have been, but yeah, and it's uh, yeah. In fact, if you watch the Man in the High Castle, um, the Pacific States of America are the only japanese-controlled territory that is not part of the greater east asia right. co-prosperity well, looks like every, everyone's it's not east asia. everyone's had food at the greater east asian co-prosperity right. king buffet before exactly great, 
great eao co or something like that because they uh have a thing where they cram like not just the first letter of each word but just like parts of each word all together exactly yeah 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 yeah. it's uh yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. but uh but no 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 to to answer your earlier question yeah uh both the republicans and the democrats are neoliberals like that's that's the economics that we've got well i just i wonder if you're going to have if you're going to have a group of people that refuse to vaccinate and are going to be just like i don't know like like second class like you're not allowed to go to a lot of places go, go to like, places or do things yeah and, and maybe then, they'll they, just go get the vaccine then yeah well you know? like shut up and free, get vaccinated just i would hope so or like is it going to create it, it's i mean no it's, it's one of my it's like how they my... keep charging people more and more for cigarettes right like that's yeah. to encourage a certain type of behavior without forcing it they're technically yeah. forcing it to some people that could never afford like 15 dollars for one pack of smokes you, you tax but, yeah. things you want people to stop doing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so you, this is sort of the opposite of that. Like, how do you tax things that you want people to start doing? Like, well, every I day you can't produce a, the, the card. They have to, like, pay up another 15 bucks Well, or you know, normally you well, should they have, have. In some places, they have incentivized getting the vaccine. Yeah, like, yeah, there, yeah. Was, uh, there, there was a girl. There was, like, a 22-year-old woman in, I think, Ohio who won a million dollars for getting vaccinated whenever oh, the yeah, local they have news a, went to like, interview her. And she was, like, uh, she was like, yeah, I mean, I got vaccinated. It wasn't because of the prize. <laughs> I thought that was a joke, honestly. <laughs> I was like, she's like, I yeah. thought they were kidding. Like, yeah, I think like, a lot I think of places really, around here you can go to get like free donuts and stuff if you like I, show yeah, your, yeah, yeah. your I think honestly you ought, to, you ought to offer a second smaller stimulus to people that go get vaccinated. Have been vaccinated? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hey, get vaccinated, yeah. fucking get your $200 from the IRS. Yeah, I guarantee, $200. I, oh, too, my God. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I that guarantee could... like that would that would close a lot of the gap. Like, yeah. Basically, just yeah. like increase everyone's taxes this year by 500 but you get that 500 back if you've been vaccinated. The, so the technically, problem... you're being taxed for if you don't do something. That'd be a good way to do that. I'm guessing that this yeah. will fade because these people generally don't hang on to these dumb convictions. As long as, long as whenever the news cycle moves on. Well, like whenever... and, it's, yeah. well, and it's also the grifters who yeah. are trying yeah. to profit off of this whole idea of I'm not getting a vaccine. Like it's the grifters. The grifters are the ones that are keeping it They're going. Keep, keeping the and cycle as going. soon as it does not become profitable, profitable. In, this, in this, I mean like, you know, clicks on a website. They, that's, that's why the anti-vax movement got started was clicks yeah. on websites. Yeah. Like, the, you know, that's, you know, getting that ad sense. The, like, the news cycle goes yeah. so slow these days too, compared to like the Trump cycle. I remember like there could be something in the morning that I'd be livid about and I wouldn't even remember it by noon because 10 more scandals yeah. have broken since then. And Muckrakers yeah. back then was crazy because I would start each episode with a list of like 300 bullet points that we need to cover and we'd get through <laughs> like two and then it would be time to go. It's like, all right, dear Wesley time then. Yeah, yeah exactly. These days, yeah. like, what's on the news this week? Uh, well, the biggest Biden thing saw is Putin. Like, that's it, and literally nothing else has happened. Well, the biggest and thing is like nothing with, happened during their meeting. And the we know thing, that because they actually released the uh, transcript this time. Unlike this time last I feel year, like when the biggest the biggest issue hidden. with Biden is like he's he's not. I don't know. It shows that even when the Democrats win, they lose. <laughs> yeah, you know, like if this had been, if we'd had another Republican president with Republican control of like the house and the Senate, they'd be passing. They'd be like, be like uh, passing. Well, legislation. But I mean, we do, but I mean, we do remember Trump's first two years. They yeah. tried and failed five times to repeal and replace Obamacare. They tried yeah. that they, again. They tried and failed five week. times. And like, I, I literally told someone that I had the argument with years ago, whenever he's like, they need to repeal and replace it. I'm like, that's great. Replace it with what? Yeah. That's I'm, my I'm, thing. My ears are open. It's not yeah. working. 
Let's, and let's they never had it. a plan. Replace it with what? They exactly. never had a plan. And he's like, well, of course they have a plan. Da, no, da, 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 da. And then whenever the first one failed, I was like, yeah. I have to apologize because I didn't think I was actually right about that. Yeah. No. <laughs> I well, was, I always, though. I always see in politics. So I'm sorry that I lied to you then. The dumbest like, thing you can do I'm in politics so fucking right. is to give somebody something and then try and then to take like, it back. Take it back. That's that's like the third rail of oh, politics. Oh no, no, no. Like, there was uh, there was a Republican in uh, I believe it might have been Iowa or Ida or Ohio, and uh, they said of the uh, they were interviewed by NBC for like a little local package, and it was um and it was just straight up saying it. He said it. You know, he said the quiet part out loud. He said. The, uh, whenever the Supreme Court struck down California v. Texas, um, mm-hmm. or rather just didn't decide to reverse the, the lower court's decision that Cali- that Texas cannot sue California for participating in Obamacare. Um, and uh, this Republican, I think he was a House rep. He might have been a senator. Is I don't that- know. It was either Ohio or Iowa. But he came out and said it, said the quiet part out loud. He said, uh, you know, and it just really, you know, basically he was saying it burns his ass that the courts that the court in a seven to two decision decided this. He said, yeah. you know, it's just getting it more entrenched. And the longer it's there, the more ingrained in society it's going to be. The more ingrained the- in society it's going to be that we should have affordable health care. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, like, yeah. oh, like the, the whole the whole right to uh to life is sort of right there in the constitution that they all claim yeah, to uh yeah, exactly or at least the preamble but yeah. speaking of that court case the beauty part of it is that they failed to repeal obamacare because of a previous attempt to repeal obamacare struck down the uh the penalty for not being in obamacare if they had yeah. not gotten rid of the penalty in an attempt to kill the it penalty. then this might have actually worked they might have been well, able to have a leg to stand but on. but that's that's republican that is like peak republican right there because it's all about the short-term gains yeah. Yeah. it's all about the short-term gains that's why trump was so fucking chaotic and that's why the end of george bush was so fucking cha- george w bush was so fucking chaotic it's just short-term gains they're mm-hmm. all in there with these fucking stockbrokers and and fucking ceos and shit like that who are just like no 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 we yeah, just need because... to get it a little bit better for us just a little bit better for us just yeah, a little bit because you know, plutoc- yeah. we're a plutocracy and like it's, the, it's, the wealthy yeah, control yeah. America. So they look at the world through the next quarterly yeah. earnings. You know, so it's that's funny. how politics yeah. works. It's too. funny that how you say the, that. In fact, one of the only dissenters, so there were 14 all Republicans who did not vote, who voted no <clears throat> on making Juneteenth a national federal holiday. And one of yeah. the guys who didn't vote, he was a no vote on the, uh, he had voted against, he had voted against it when it went through the House the first time because it was introduced in the House. Went to the Senate, got changed a little bit, came back, and there we go. It was unanimous in the Senate, but 14 Republicans either didn't vote or voted no, and his excuse for it was, he goes, well, I mean, that's $600 million in paid time off for all federal employees, but I guess we're not looking at the fiscal side of this. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) When did you guys care about the fiscal side of it? That's your reasoning for not celebrating pretty much the actual end of slavery it didn't actually end this is another thing that's really pissing me off white people holy shit juneteenth is not when slavery ended juneteenth is when the last few slaves learned they were free because in texas they decided we're not gonna tell them yeah that's what happened Like that was when slaves in galveston and the surrounding areas found out they were no longer private property and that they were actually considered citizens. Like, like, 
it just it just blows my well, there's mind. The, Vice like, no, is, this isn't a racist country. How dare you teach? Vice has done. Theory. Vice did uh, interviews with people, and I assume parts I of you're like, about to say that Vice did, has, did interviews with surviving slaves. Like well, I, they I did. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Two hundred year old. You're, you're laughing, but like there were people that were in 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 essence kind of still enslaved up into the '60s. They, they interviewed an old guy, and he was like, "Look." He's like, we lived down here. We were kind of like, we had to work. If you tried to run away, they'd come bring you back or kill you. Yep. And so basically de facto slavery still existed in pockets in the United States, even into the fucking sixties. Well, it still yeah. exists today uh, in the form of prison labor. Yeah. yeah, yeah the, anything, the, the, pretty much anything you see that says made in the USA was made in a prison. Yeah. Uh, like uh, you want to uh, bring back domestic manufacturing. It's already here. It's just in prisons. Oh, yeah, and every helmet. That's the only way it can be like profitable is uh, every, if there's no labor cost. Every every helmet worn by U.S. service members in Iraq and Afghanistan was manufactured in a prison. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I don't this know why they're, but the prisoners are making like two seventy an hour. Yeah. Whereas the prison and some of these were private prisons before the Obama era, you know, put the kibosh on that um, or mostly put the kibosh on that. Just said we're not going to re-up our contracts. And that's when a lot of these private prison companies went into the, you guessed it, immigrant detention facility game. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's uh, isn't it fun. Everything in the past was terrible. It just it just brings yeah. me back to my high school days whenever like we started kind of getting political, especially thanks to um uh what was the uh what was the band with uh they're trying to build a prison? Oh, oh right um that was uh system of a down. Yeah, yeah, oh, system of a down yeah. like really got us. We're they're just trying like, to build a prison. They're yeah, there's just a bunch of high school, yeah, like <laughs> which yeah, what are they always true? The poor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that was our generation's uh we don't need no education. That yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. don't need <laughs> no fouls control. Um, well, anyway, so uh staying pretty much on topic, uh Wesley actually had a question for us. Yes. To do a whole okay. episode on, but it really doesn't need a whole episode. I can explain it right now in about 10 minutes. Do you guys think I can do that real quick? Yeah, basically, basically, oh, Uncle Bobby, yeah. why don't rich people pay taxes? Well, why don't rich people not, pay taxes. Bobby? Why don't they pay taxes? It's how do they avoid tax? That's the whole thing. And that's that's the difference here. Is it's not it's it's illegal to not pay taxes. It is entirely legal to avoid taxes. I had someone the other day tell me uh, because I was talking about paying your fair share of taxes. And this guy goes, uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, Bill Gates and and them, you know, it's because they don't claim it as income. So they're not doing anything wrong. And I'm like, well, okay, so so the top the 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 top tax bracket right now, I believe, is at thirty seven percent. I think it's on all income past four hundred and fifty five thousand dollars per annum. So the upper middle class, because that's pretty much where the upper middle class ends. The upper middle class is really the only people that approach that tax bracket or barely pass it that actually pay that. And it's on every dollar past that amount. That's what a progressive tax rate is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the below 18,000 a year, you're not paying anything on that. You just get, you just get 18,000 a year. And then it's like, I think it's up to 29. It goes up to like 8%, I want to say anyway. So, uh, so it's every dollar after that first bracket ends gets taxed, but nothing after it, like your tax rate doesn't automatically jump that high. Well, anyway, so how do, cause it's not the wealthy 
that are avoiding tax. It's the super rich to the moon, uh, you know, fucking. Uh, um, um, when you're that uh, rich, you uh, can hire smart people digit, to figure out how uh, to nine-digit millionaires and billionaires who are doing this tax avoidance, yeah. and how they do this legally. How do they avoid taxes? Because remember, legally distinct between evading taxes, which is illegal, and avoiding taxes, which is legal. Okay, so what you do is, let's say right now, Wilda, you yes. have. You have $155 million to your name. Now, Hell yeah. Spending you 10 million not, of them to send bees to Wesley. How do you how do you not pay taxes on your $1.5 million a year income? Well, you're, gonna, you're probably gonna what, hire what, a senator what, or somebody to lobby no, 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 senator no, 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 to, no, no, no. to make a bee loophole. You you don't okay. even need to because right. it's already all in place. Like there's no there's no yeah. like, you know, just just take it out. Like uh, other other people have laid the uh, this so, is like rich people socialism. Other people have uh, paved the roads for me. I just have to walk down it's, them. It's much worse than that. It's not even socialism. It is all fucking capitalism. But the, the government is I not know. giving these people any money. They're just allowing them to keep it. So it's just an infrastructure. Whenever efforts, yeah. whenever the Panama Papers came out, a lot yes. of people were curious as mm -hmm. to why. Whenever the Panama Papers and the Paradise Papers came out, like. British millionaires got hit, French millionaires got hit, German millionaires got hit, like Canadian millionaires got hit, Mexican millionaires got hit. But it seemed like there wasn't anybody from the United States on that list. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to this concept of the United States itself as a tax haven. Okay. Um, so what you do, and this is fucking genius. Well, just just for people that don't know about taxes, hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm this is this is the main thrust. You don't pay taxes on money you have been lent. What? What? You don't pay taxes on money that you have been lent. It is not counted as income. You also do not pay taxes on stocks and bonds that you hold. That's you the only equivalent of yelling, not you it during tax taxes. season. Hang on, hang on. You only pay taxes if you sell the stocks and bonds. You, you pay taxes on the income you got from that, but the IRS does not count bonds and stocks held as taxable income. The fuck so what you do, so all your what you do, however, 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 while the IRS does not count them as, as, as income, banks count it as an asset. So what you would do, Wildo, with your $155 million is all of that is, well, most of that is tied up in stocks and bonds. From your company that you own, you're only paying yourself about $87,000 a year uh -huh. And the rest of it, the, the rest to in order to, you know, in, in afford your lavish lifestyle showing off to other millionaires and trying to pile up to get to that billionaire rank just so you can show off because no one needs a hundred million dollars. No one does. Yeah. That, that is beyond like if someone came mm -hmm. along one time and said nobody needs to be a billionaire. I was like, nobody needs a hundred million dollars, yeah. let alone be a billionaire. But right. like personally need it. That's well beyond all of your needs are met. Okay, well, well, well beyond it. Well, anyway, so what you do because of this very Reaganomics way to look at it, you go to a bank and say, I have $155 million in assets. I would like a loan for $155 million at a 0.0001% interest. And the bank goes, well, You've already got the money. So that's a pretty safe bet for us. If we need to call on it, it'll all be there. And so you take out the loan and you live off of the loan. And what's paying the interest on the loan is the non-taxable 
dividends that you get for owning the stock. Once you reach that point where you're able to make that happen, you're never paying taxes again. And you're just going to keep accruing these loans that are all backed up by your stocks. Now you're not buying you're you're not buying stocks with the loans. You're buying stocks with your actual assets and the profit from your dividends. You just keep piling it on and piling it on until eventually you become the Balrog and you're a dragon and you live uh, or you become Smaug and you're a dragon who lives I'm on top of on a my, pile of treasure. And then some hobbits come along and try to play. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, so those nasty hobbits. So that's that's how a lot of wealthy people in the United States avoid tax is because of this very real loophole. And it's also part of the reason why, you know, whenever conservatives are like, oh, we're taxing billionaires too much. It's like, no, no, we're not taxing no. them anything. Yeah, no, tax we're, we're, we're not taxing them anything. Well, generally because a billionaire paid them to say that. Whenever someone like Elizabeth Warren comes along and goes, hmm, that's a pretty cool tax scheme you got there going on, that tax avoidance scheme you got going on there with that, uh, with with all those uh, super low interest rate loans that you can afford would be super bad if someone came along and said, I don't know, just taxed your wealth outright. That would mm-hmm. throw a wrench into everything. It would seriously, it would seriously, a wealth tax in the United States would knock the current Forbes top 10 richest Americans. It would knock them into the basement immediately. Good. But the problem Welcome. is, the problem is, I think if you even brought that to a vote to the floor, say magic yeah, they would spend, no, because some, they would spend, the, the Senate would never go for it because no. some senators are actively right. using this program but, in order to enrich themselves. But say that you uh, messed Also, they're say, all beholden to their wealthy benefactors yeah, in a magic, and there's millions of dollars worth of propaganda out there all the time, which would destroy people like Elizabeth Warren if she tried yeah. to really, really world, hard to actually pass this. In, in a magic world, if that even came to a vote in the Senate, mm-hmm. they would blow up the fucking Senate before they allowed it to come to a vote. They it would, should be a drone strike from like yeah. Bezos. Yeah, they would just, <laughs> yeah, just Amazon drones, just blowing up. The, like they would kill everyone in government before it ever got their that money. point. Yeah, they would. But uh, anyway, would, I learned, I, I learned, I, I knew uh, a lot of this just from like reading about it and stuff like that, but there's a really good video from kind of a smallish YouTube channel called uh, uh, George Rockhall Schmidt. I'll leave, I'll, I'll get Wilder to put a link to it in the thing. It's the video that I sent you guys on Messenger. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's uh, just called, it's called The Bizarre Story, How the Super Rich Avoid Taxes, brackets, legally. Because remember, it's not evasion if you're only avoiding. Right. And that's what they're doing. They're avoiding if, tax and that's how they're able to do that. So, you know, you, whenever you start getting into, you know, at one point in the nineties, uh, I think it was uh, Bill Gates was earning something to the effect of like 1% US GDP in Jesus. income. Like, yeah, yeah Jesus the, Christ. Yeah. The, speaking of uh, eat the rich, I have um, <laughs> a new that's cute news this week. Uh, it turns out California's god-awful drought and water shortage well the drought's not caused by the rich but the water shortage actually is rich people are fucking them over it's uh because businesses get whatever they want and what they want right now is for the entire ecosystem to work for them so that's what happens it's uh farmers out there in california that's causing the severe water shortage because farmers out there is not the small you know mom and pop farmers on their tractor going out anymore it's all corporations and right now and yeah it's uh so the the crux of this whole thing is it all comes down to almonds and that they are the most water thirsty plant on earth apparently as far as i can tell because it's a very thirsty nut it is it is And speaking of thirsty nuts, so if you take a fruit like, say, a tomato, 
and it takes about, you know, 10 gallons of water per pound of tomatoes you want. Uh, most fruits like strawberries, 10 pound or one pound of strawberries, about 10 gallons of water. Uh, one pound of almonds is uh, 1,900 gallons of water. Yeah. And I'm going to maybe make it. In California, in California yeah. produces 81% of all the almonds on earth. Not oh, just Jesus in America, Christ. but on earth. That's it's where the water shortage knot, is man. coming in. Because they are um, not adjusting also, um, for drought time, so it's just fucking everyone else. Almonds yeah, aren't even that I don't, good. I don't know what the I don't know <laughs> what the ratios are, but that's why a lot of people are switching over to uh, like from almond milk to uh, to uh, oak oak milk milk uh, because it's I, a lot more sustainable as a nut. Fuck, dude, I personally prefer think... flaxseed milk because that way you actually get uh, omega threes. But oh, like that, that's very hard to find. Sadly, I'm not gonna fuck with almonds uh, good, ever good again. Karma I don't like is, almonds um, anyway. Good yeah, karma is a good brand. Almonds. It's a trash nut. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a thirsty, thirsty, trashy nut. <laughs> what is your name? That's what this episode's gonna be. Thirsty, thirsty trash trashy nuts. nuts. <laughs> thirsty, trashy nuts, and how they avoid paying taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's the thing. There's, like I said, uh, thirsty you know, I nut up, tax haven. I bring up the book I read, but right <laughs> yeah. out of California, that that book I'm reading for the classmen right now details California agriculture, uh, how they basically created a collective uh, where the growers all got together to fix wage prices. And bust unions and fuck workers. And I guess California has continued to do that. And now they're fucking the ecosystem. Well, yeah, yep. because of neoliberalism. Again, and neoliberalism. The title. Uh, neoliberalism started with. Uh, neoliberalism really started with Carter, but Reagan was the one that just grabbed it and ran with it. Like, yeah, it was. Uh, and then we had the with the election of Bill Clinton, we had the decline of the New Deal Democrat. And thankfully, we're starting to get some of those back, like Elian yeah. Omar and uh, and uh, AOC and people like that. Like, you know, it's 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 that's why the propaganda sink their teeth into them so deep, because they oh, realize that's where the real Lord. threat's yeah. coming from. I do love all the memes about uh, um, uh, 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 Ben Shapiro wanting to get feet pics of AOC. Like that is just, oh my God, it's fucking beautiful. Hmm. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you say you won't debate me. Curious. Send me photos of your feet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will say but, though, uh, ben, ben Shapiro gives me hope. If he is like the standard carrier for the right, I feel safe. <laughs> he's not. He's not. Oh, they've uh, they've just announced the speakers for CPAC. And one of them is actually a guy who believes that uh, all black people are Jews and that the Israeli Jews, the Zionists especially, are fake Jews who run the media and are trying to destroy everything and has already spoken out against uh, Ben Shapiro. Dude, the right is eating itself. That's yeah. Well, that that guy. Here's is the this... thing is that the Republican Party has tried to eat itself on several occasions and it's always come up rosy. Everyone who's like, oh, this will surely be the end of the Republican Party. You're an idiot. You're it's an a... absolute fucking moron. You're a forehead. It's, you're a moron. Like, it's it's kind a very of... thirsty or, or... or a... like it just <laughs> keeps going. Yeah. It's kind of it like the, it, I feel like it's kind of like Lord of the Rings trilogy, right? Where we're like, uh, we'll get rid of the ring this time. Froze. Yeah, we'll get rid of the ring this time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then someone's no, like, they, wait, uh... maybe I'll hang on to the Republican Party a little bit longer. Yeah, but put it on and disappear into obscurity. All right, you guys, you guys ready for a Father's Day? By the way, it's Father's Day, so happy Father's happy Day to all the dads. Happy Father's Day. I have a I have dads out there. I have a Father's I have a Father's Day, uh, dear Wesley, uh, no. for us. Oh um, yeah, let's do so, it. So uh, it begins. I am a stay-at-home mom. Uh, we have five kids: um, a seven-year-old, 
a five year, a seven year old girl, a five year old boy, a four year old boy, a 22 month old girl, and a six month old boy. Um, my husband works a lot and I'm grateful for the money he brings in, but it's a lot of work to be home with all the kids. Yeah, no shit. Five fucking kids. Like your work never ends. Um, yeah. My husband was pretty helpful until kid number four. I encouraged him to have a vasectomy, but he didn't. I was on birth control, but still got pregnant with our fifth kid and then finally got my tubes tied. So already it's just like, Jesus Christ, we got five kids. I got four kids. Honey, you want to get your tubes tied or get a vasectomy? Fuck you, lady. Um, So she says, my husband works a lot and I'm grateful for the money he brings, but it's a lot of work to be home with the kids. Um, Let's see. uh, So anyway, uh, he works five days a week and he works on Saturdays when needed. On Sundays, he either spends time with us, hangs out with friends, or works in his home office. Uh, On Mother's Day, he had a busy week uh, at his job and spent that Sunday working in his home office. On my birthday, he didn't even say happy birthday. I reminded him, and he goes, yeah, I remember. So yesterday, he asked what I was doing for Father's Day so he can schedule his day around it. I told him I was doing the same thing he did for Mother's Day. Nothing. I told him until we go to marriage counseling, Uh, I don't want to do anything for his birthday or Father's Day because he doesn't do anything for me. His argument was that it's different because he works and I don't. So I have time that he doesn't have. Not necessarily. Father's Day. Yeah. Um, Not necessarily. I I can understand if he has like a shit job and hates his life. But otherwise, like, no, they're both fucking busy all the time. If she has five kids to take care of, she doesn't have time to. What is her hobby going to be like not tripping over the Legos? I'm going to just say, Jesus, if I had the choice between going to my nine to five or being at home and raising five fucking kids of different ages, I'd rather go to work. Yeah, uh, like I'm trying to think how many kids would I have to have before I'm like, okay, I'd rather just go to some job all day. Probably two, like maybe I, well, okay, one would be a great number because at that point, if anything goes wrong, you know who to blame. If it's two kids, maybe you can manage it, you know, just let them know they're responsible for each other. If something goes wrong, they're both in trouble. Well, this three this plus to the starts idea. to get too insane. It's like, this okay, this is the sucks. idea that I'm like domestic labor isn't labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's the whole concept. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's actually part of the the rise of capitalism in uh, post medieval Europe, like during the Enlightenment. Uh, so before that, you know, even if you were a serf, like you were born into a family and you worked for your family, it was very communal. Right. And then as the capitalists needed the industrialists specifically needed, you know, hands to work in their factories, it went from you were working for and with your family to you were working for a wage from someone else. And as the agricultural revolution really took off with like mechanized farming, early mechanized farming, you needed fewer and fewer people to grow crops. And it was like, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, well, we're losing our jobs. So they all moved to the cities and you started doing this. And it was, you know, of course, women were not allowed to work in a lot of machine plants. You know, textiles is an obvious exception to that. But and it slowly became that, you know, the domestic work was women's work whenever before it was just basically all hands on deck. You know, yeah. if mom wants to do this and she does that. And then if dad's done doing something else, he comes in and does this. But like, you know, that's really where that got started. It is not a natural condition of humanity, right. at least for the majority of our existence, for women to be subservient in the home and men to be the breadwinners who go out. I can, and get the, I can get, guarantee get you if you went if you went back to like Neolithic times, 
uh, if your wife was really good at throwing a fucking spear through a fucking saber tooth, you're not going to yeah. be like, honey, let the men do it. You're going to be like, get us a saber tooth, yeah. bitch. I'll mind the kids. Like it yeah. was whoever was yeah. good at whatever. All right. Because well, uh, if you, if you send like the feeble person after the saber tooth, he gets eaten. And saber tooth eats your whole camp that night. Yeah. So like, you know, well, kind of in, important. Uh, in honor of it, have been in, have having had been Juneteenth. Jesus Christ. Uh, can I do my everything in the past was terrible? Yep. Yes. Yep. Do you want to know Wesley's answer to uh, that? Oh, yeah. Problem? No, yeah. wait. I totally forgot. Yeah. What's Wesley's answer? <laughs> well, Wesley's answer is, well, what you got to do is after the first kid, you just start having butt sex because you can't get an asshole pregnant. <laughs> or why don't you send the kids to work? Let that take a day off. There's five <laughs> of them. You could put them in an overcoat and they'd figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you could be a really tall guy that shows up at the office and gets everything clean because he could clean the surface lights have i ever sent you guys the video there's a youtube channel called characters welcome that's like a sketch comedy troupe i think it's out of i think it's out of new york or los angeles i forget which one but uh they there's one comedian there who does this routine called uh two trench coats and a kid <laughs> and it is absolutely hilarious he's like walking around like it's just got the sleeve coming out of like under his shirt he's like hello there i am a human child i have several imaginations and i would like to and i would like to purchase a ticket to paddington bear 2 a movie that's doing wonders for jacket representation like it's just because i am a human child filled with whimsy and a lot of dryer sheets it's like where would two trench coats even find a child's body at a funeral yesterday morning that's amazing oh man wonderful uh okay so everything in the past was terrible and i don't know if i've talked about this but this is a really terrible terrible moment of the past so white people please fucking listen because slavery was not all fucking uh red and roses um so the 1811 german coast uprising was the largest rebellion of slaves in the united states at any point Okay, and it was a lot smaller than, you know, the the, the headline slave revolt, which is, of course, the Haitian revolt. But um, it took place on uh, Louisiana's German coast, which is basically several bends in the east bank of the Mississippi River, uh, upstream of New Orleans, downstream from Baton Rouge. This area was known for as much of southern Louisiana was known for sugarcane, 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 even even um, under French and Spanish control. Um, the sugar sugar was king there instead of like you know say places along the uh, the, the 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 black belt through the south where it was cotton was king. That's also one of the most Louisiana brutal. Uh, it was also one of the most brutal crops uh, that if you were enslaved oh, yeah. that you would have to yeah, do it, with it sugar was cane. Absolutely yeah. fucking awful. And uh, anyway, so um, projections on it are wild. Okay, about it was somewhere between. 60 and 150 uh, enslaved men, it was all men, marched from sugar plantation to sugar plantation between, let me see, it's uh, between present day Laplace, Louisiana, which is kind of an outer lying suburb. It's, or it's, sort of a, it's sort of an intraburb between Baton Rouge metro area and the greater New Orleans metro area. People commute from Laplace to both cities and from both cities to Laplace. Like it's kind of a kind of a halfway point on right. I-10 and it's right where I-55 ends. Uh, anyway, so um, they traveled downriver 
along the German coast, they set fire to four plantations along the way, freeing more slaves. And that's where the, the variation in the numbers of how many took how many took part. There were actually some enslaved people who protected uh, uh, whites from the revolting slaves. It was mostly house slaves doing that, like protecting the children and things like that. They harassed a lot of white plantation owners and they killed two of them. All of the slaves who revolted two days later were rounded up. Uh, I think it was, let me see here. Um, sorry, I've got Wikipedia open. Uh, 44 of them were tried and executed same day. Uh, let's see, let's see. Um, okay, so on the first day, 40 to 45 escaped slaves were uh, hunted down by several plantation owners who had paid uh, for a militia to be assembled. And then over the next two weeks, uh, white planters and officials interrogated, tried and executed by mostly by hanging and firing squad, but also there were some decapitations. It's a, it was a French place. Decapitations happened. And um, 44 of the, of the slaves, uh, they took their heads post-mortem and put them on spikes all along the Spanish trail. That was basically a road that the Spanish had built connecting uh, Baton Rouge with Nouvelle Orleans. And uh, just as a warning to the other slaves, don't fucking try it. And uh, yeah, to this day, uh, some of the plantation owners who um, like uh, who uh, participated in this, they have uh, the city of Kenner, which is the one of the largest suburbs of New Orleans is named after a plantation owner who lost their life or was part of the the, the slaughter basically but these are basically people who uh who is if, if you want to learn about it highly recommend uh actun shay films he does he does a wonderful series on it but i would also like to point out okay so this uh this that i have right here this is a sculpture at a plantation in louisiana a lot of people think oh god you know the plantations in the south like they're like niche wedding destinations and really campy and like terrible and they don't actually talk about yeah. not not this one. This is, uh, hang on. I, I had it. Hang on. Let me see here. Uh, I think it's called. Is it like a tourist? I know that um, when I was talking about yeah, Disneyland they, they of do, sadness. Yeah, they do. Uh, they tours. Uh, okay. So the Whitney plantation historic district, the Whitney plantation historic district is a museum a hundred percent devoted to slavery. Like a lot of people on Juneteenth were talking about why is there no national slavery museum about the horrors of slavery and stuff like that. And the truth is there are some museums that devote themselves to this. Now, the Whitney Plantation was uh, originally founded in 1752 by German immigrants, which is why that part of Louisiana is called the German coast. I don't know if this is a plantation that... Um, that was part of or in any way affected by the German coast uprising, but it was it was in the general vicinity along the Mississippi rivers where a lot of the sugar was being grown because it was not only was it a good climate for it, you had plenty of water and it was also the water was the way that you you, you shipped. There was no railroad. I, I know that if you got um, sent, if you got sold to uh, if you were a slave and you got sold to Haiti. Uh, for their sugarcane, it was so oh, bad. Yeah, that it the, was like a seven-year life expectancy. Oh no, it wasn't even seven. Yeah. It was three. So you you oh, basically yeah, yeah, your yeah. feet your feet hit Haiti. You go into yeah. the sugarcane uh, fields because it was yeah. just cheaper to replace slaves. You'd be dead, worked to death within three years. Exactly right. Well, anyway, so um, so uh, I'll I'll send I'll send Wilder the link so that he can put it in the yeah. description. If you want to have an authentic, historically accurate portrayal of what life was like 
on a plantation in the South for the enslaved, the Whitney Plantation Historic District is your go-to. Number one, they do not allow weddings at yeah. their facility. And it's, it is, it's, it's a 2,000 acre property, mostly occupied by a museum, but they also have a sort of, it's sort of like a mausoleum type sculpture garden dedicated to the slaves that they have researched and figured out, you know, who was who and, you know, names and things like that and dedicated it all to them. And a lot of their tour guides either have uh, backgrounds in um, American history, North American history, or Afro-Caribbean history. Like, for instance, on their website, there was actually, you know, there's a little place where you can like, you know, write, you know, leave comments for other people. And this one lady said, you know, our tour guide said she was just finishing her master's degree in the history of the Haitian slave revolt. And, you know, she was so knowledgeable and things like that. But anyway, if you want to know about slavery in the South in a realistic portrayal from serious people who understand that the Civil War was about slavery and that slavery was fucking terrible because it's literally owning other human beings, Whitney Plantation Historic District. I will give Wilda the link so that it can go in the doodly doo down nice. there. But um, yes. yeah, so that's that's everything in the past was terrible. And uh, mm. oh, pardon me. everything in the past was terrible, and you should eat the rich in the present. Yeah, exactly. I believe that's the next way from today's episode. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, um, this is great. I like recording these episodes on uh, yeah, Sunday morning. So, it's almost like our hate church. Our anger, <laughs> anger church. We're gonna change the name of the podcast. The anger hate, church. Hate church. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, All I right. think I think that's about everything. Um, anything uh, you want to yes. plug before we go? Yes. Uh, if you would like to support us financially, please buy our books. Dusk Belt One and Two. Uh, Dusk Belt One. Give me back my life. Dusk Belt uh, Two. Super Lad. Dusk Spelt Three is coming out sometime in uh, probably Juneteenth, 2022. And uh, let's see, that's uh, Wolf and the Ghost, I believe, about a werewolf. Very fun. Uh, what else? Uh, if you would like to contact us, you can do so at thosemuckrakers at gmail.com. You can uh, send us your own Dear Wesley, and we can read it on the air and tell you how to live your life. You should probably not follow our advice. <laughs> oh, you can also support us by sending $5 green dot cards or go- uh, bars of gold. To, uh, to our P.O. Box, Care of Wesley. And yes. um, he'll, he'll get all that sorted out and who gets what, you know, what gold and whatnot. Yeah. It, it really, really amuses us uh, supporting us financially by sending bars of gold to Wesley because that's so inconvenient for him because they're super yeah. heavy and it's a huge yeah. burden on him. It's really funny. He gets no money sure, from it either. He gets to see us get the money after he sells sure, them for us. And make sure that all the delivery fees are payable cash on delivery. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice yes perfect all right guys well uh happy father's day and uh happy Happy father's day uh, late juneteenth yeah happy belated juneteenth